Hi, it's Adam, and welcome to my podcast, Marketer Insider, where you'll get the inside scoop on what's working in the marketing world today. You'll hear case studies from real-world businesses and interviews from successful, respected, and sought-after marketers. Today, we have Rafay Carter on the podcast. Now, this podcast is awesome because Raf brings a lot of energy and he brings a lot of insight and education. And you'll actually learn from Raf that at his core, he's a teacher. He studied to become a teacher and he actually did become a primary school teacher. However, after reading a book by Robert Kiyosaki, he decided that he no longer wanted to trade his time for money and he started looking for a business that's going to suit his lifestyle and allow him to earn the kind of money he wants to make without trading his time for that money. What he ended up finding was Amazon, and he actually leveraged and partnered with Amazon to sell a range of products, which at the beginning he didn't have as much success as he anticipated, but he stuck with the process and he learned exactly what it takes to be successful on Amazon, and he documented and automized his process to the point where he was able to bring on other clients when he wanted to scale and help them take their products and services and get their products online through Amazon. Now, through that, he decided he wanted to scale it even further. So now what he does today is he helps people that are starting from scratch or that have very little knowledge in Amazon or making money online, and he shows them the exact steps and holds their hand through the process to the point where if someone goes through his program, they're going to get results as long as they do the work. So that's what Rafay is up to today. This podcast, we learn about his journey and the lessons learned along the way and how he was able to scale up his business and really leverage himself and his resources to produce a maximum result. If you're interested in marketing, if you're interested in Amazon, if you're interested in making money online, this podcast is for you and you're going to love it. Enjoy. Hey, Raf, really excited to have you on the podcast. Man, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the invite. Awesome. I can't wait to hear about you and your story and what you're up to these days, but I'd like to really take it back to where it all began. What was, sure. what were some of the beliefs or mindsets when you were growing up around business and marketing? Around business and marketing? Well, that's a good question. Um, firstly, that it was hard. Yeah. Was I got hard. a lot of that. It's very hard. And, and like the only, um, I guess the only exposure I had to marketing was like this show called, um, like I think it's called Bewitched, Bewitched or something, or, or what, whatever it was, where they like Samantha would change her nose, right? Okay, you remember that? Sure. And, yeah, and okay. so it used to be the guy who did advertising, and he was part of this big law firm, so he couldn't do it for mm. himself and the business. So yeah, dude, that was hard, and it was like uh, a very difficult process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure so you up. you grew up with I guess some beliefs around business and marketing being hard. What did, what did you sort of do? Like, what was your next steps? How did you get to where you are today? Like where, take us back to where it all began for you in terms of getting into what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a bit of a journey, man. Like I always knew that I wanted to like be self-sufficient and make my money and stand on my own two feet. So I got a job when I was 13 years old, which if you know, Australia isn't really legal, but I did right. at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> at Hungry Jacks? Yeah, at Hungry Jacks. Yeah. Wow. And you, and you, won't, you won't believe this. I was getting paid $5, 5.024, not even 24, 0.24 per yes. hour. It was ridiculous. Um, so I was working there and then um, 
And then I quit actually, because it was just like, it was just too much. I was always, always getting closes. But then I got, went into school and then after school, I went straight into uni and I was doing um, medical science and I really liked that. And so I decided to open up a massage therapy business. So at 18 or 19, I created a massage business with two PTs that I knew. They do the PT side and I would do the massage side. This is after school. You've done some studies yeah. and you've decided to go into this massage therapy side of things. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. finished my high school and mm -hmm. I was still in uni doing like medical science, which okay. is my, for, for my first degree. Um, and then so I was like, oh, I really like this. So I just did a course with AIF and I learned about massage therapy. Okay. And so we decided to do this business and unfortunately it didn't go well, yes. uh, but it was just part of the process. For sure. Yeah, man. And, and then it took me a while to be honest, because after that fail, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just, um, I'll just do teaching because I did enjoy teaching okay. and I finished that teaching process, that degree. And then I was a full-time teacher. Wow. Uh, so the, the teaching there. degree was a second degree? Well, yeah, because I switched halfway between. I switched halfway oh, right. between medical science because I'm like, this is cool, but you know, I like educating. I like uh, you know, working with kids yes. uh, because I'm part of a big family. So I was like, you know, why don't I do that? I like teaching. Perfect. And so I did that. But I think I got, like a lot of people, got stuck into working full time. Mm. You know what I mean? And just it was just draining because I'm like, I'm, I'm giving my whole life to this thing and I'm only getting X amount. You know what right. I mean? It's like, and the years are just going to keep ticking over. Mm. And so like one of my, uh, like my brother-in-law, actually, like we were going out to dinner and he was like talking about investing in stocks and he was just like, Hey, have you read rich dad, poor dad? Yeah. And I was like, no, I haven't. What? And he's like, Oh, you should read this. And yes. I was like, oh, okay. And that right there, I, I downloaded it on my CD and I just listened <laughs> to it on my drive to work. Yes. Um, yeah, man. And that, that kind of just started the journey right there. Wow. Before. Okay. Do you remember like what about that book or in this case, the yeah. audio program made you actually like flip a switch where you decided to transition out of teaching. Yeah. And it's weird now looking back into it because it seems so obvious, but to me, it was a paradigm shifting thing. He was just saying like, if you are always trading your time for money, you are always going to be working for it and money will never work for you. The concept yes. of money working for you blew my mind. You know, right. like I didn't think that was possible. Yes. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, have you had one of those moments? Like, have you ever, like, when did you get that realization at any point in your life in, in this business process? Yeah, I, I definitely have had that realization, but I am still at the moment trading my time for money. So, but I'm also trading my time for other things, not just money. For skills. Those. That's for skills, right. skills is one of them for sure. So you've had this realization after reading this book, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you hear about yeah. the concept of trading time for money and you're, you know, you're listening to this while you're driving to your job. What mm. happens next? Like what actually spurred the change that you decided I no longer want to be at this job? Was it just that realization of what you heard in the book? I mean, that was part of it, right? Mm. So that, that let me down like a whole rabbit hole right? Yes. It's like a whole rabbit hole. So I listened to all of Robert Kiyosaki's books. Like I binged them, like, right. binged them, like, you know, like financial literacy, like quadrant, uh, cash flow quadrant, like all yes. of them, you know? Okay. Um, and so I was listening to them and I was just understanding, understanding. And I was, then I listened to four hour work week and that's when it really compounded. You know, I think that's like the Bible for us all modern day. Um, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that yeah. so often, you know, oftentimes it's the four hour work week that really got people into this mindset. People, you know, didn't even know that online businesses were possible. A lot yeah. of them until reading, reading the book. Okay. So you've read, you've read these books. You've obviously, you know, got a lot of inspiration from these books and a lot of guidance. What do you do next after you leave your teaching side of things? Well, 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a journey, bro, because um, what happened was, you know, I was listening to it and I'd been listening to it for about six months. And then I was talking to my kids at a year three and four class and I was telling them, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should stick to it if you feel like there's more to the world you can offer. Now, mind you, they're, you're, they're nine-year-olds and 10-year-olds. So I'm not sure how much they're absorbing this, but I actually sure. said that to them. And as I finished my sentence, I realized I'm a walking hypocrite because it's wow. literally what I'm doing. Right. And so that day I went to my principal and I said, look, it was at the beginning of the term. I'm like, at the mm. end of this term, which is term two, I'm just, I'm not going to come back. Yes. And that was it. I had nothing, wow. no idea what to do. Like no plans, no, nothing, No nothing. I just knew that if I kept going here, then I would never have enough space in my life to do anything else. Wow. Okay. So, so that's insane. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a big decision. And I guess that really seems to be that sentence that you were saying to the kids seems to be like the, catalyst for the change yeah for sure man for sure i want to know what was going through your mind after you had had that conversation with the principal of the school you said i'm leaving at the end of term two and i'm assuming yeah. you're at the moment in term two yeah Is your right. are your next steps to start developing a business or what, what are your next steps after you know resigning essentially honestly like at that point i was like just give them the best term two i can to these kids and then figure it out afterwards yes. you know like i was I was looking into some, some ways of making money. Like, obviously I went into the Forex world and I was like, oh, you know, I can do this through Forex. I was learning sure. that, that term about that. So man, I went through a journey. I tried like multiple business models before I finally settled on what I'm doing now. Right. And so the first thing was Forex. So I, yes. I quit, like imagine me quitting, like my wife's still working, um, no money coming in. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is good. Yes. <laughs> you know? This is a great thing. So you know, I tried Forex for a while and, and was trying to understand that, but I'm, I'm a people person, you know me, like I love talking to people. So I'm like, this doesn't work. So I was like, okay, maybe if I do, you know, one of our mutual friends did property management and I was mm -hmm. actually learning about property management before I met him. And so I was like, oh, maybe I could like manage properties for Airbnb and do that. Okay. And so I had a business partner that fell through and he just mm -hmm. didn't do the work. Yes. And then, so I was like, okay, that's a big thing. Who you work with is massive. Definitely. Um, and then I was going to do it again with somebody else, another two people, and, and they fell through. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mind you, this has been four months, no money coming in. Four months. You know? So this is after term two. So yeah, this from, is the, after term two. from the moment you resigned to the end yeah. of the semester, you were really just all in on the teaching. And then yeah. you know, the Forex and this property Airbnb management is after your... Yeah, that's right. That's okay, right. Cool. All right. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Um, and so it wasn't the smartest way of doing it, right? And then I tried Shopify for a bit and mm -hmm. that just didn't seem to work because I need to be a great internet marketer. And then yes. I finally came across Amazon, which is kind Amazon. of where the whole thing starts for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what, what drew you to Amazon? Like when you came across it, what was it that made Amazon be one of the business models that stuck for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because I tried so many business models. Mm -hmm. Like if you go back to when I was 19, I did that massage therapy thing. I was like, okay, I can't just keep jumping into business models. I need to decide the kind of life I want to live. Yes. So I just made a list of the things that I wanted. You know, I wanted to work from anywhere in the world and not be tied down. Mm. I wanted to, as closely as I could, emulate an outsourced business like 4-Hour Workweek. Yes. You know? I wanted something where there was uh, creativity. That was big for me. You know, sure. and, and then I wanted to build an asset that if I wanted to later on, I could sell it. Yes. Right? And then so... I was like, okay, I want these things. What, mm. what am I good at? Well, I'm good at creativity and building things because I've been doing that in my teaching career. Yes. Um, what am I bad at? Well, internet marketing, getting customers. So okay. then Amazon just seemed like those two was 
like that was the best combination of my skills and uh, lack of skills. And yeah, sure. It, yeah. yeah, definitely. So you've discovered Amazon. How did you actually get started in it? Like, how did you know what to do? Oh man, it was just like, it's lots of trial and error, man. Lots of trial and error. I yep. like wasted a lot of money. Mm. Oh man. The, some of the stories I could tell you, like the very first thing we had are like our freight forwarder, take our stock hostage and made us pay like a certain amount. Like it was only like, now it seems little, but at the time it was like 300 USD to get our stock back. And we were just like freaking out. Um, yes. But yeah. Uh, so just trial and error, man. And, mm. and going through the process and, and just being willing to continue to learn. You know? Right. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Perfect. How did you, obviously it sounds like you learned a lot on the way, but how did you know what steps to take? Like you mm-hmm. talked about issues with freight and them holding the stock back. How did you even decide on a product that you were, and how did you get connected to the manufacturers? Like it seems like there's a lot that needs to happen before you just have a product up on Amazon. Were you like, were you literally just making it up as you go or how were you learning these things? No, good question. Good question. So like I tried to figure out everything by myself and Mm. I realized doing that is like Russell Brunson has this really good quote is like, you can tell who the pioneers are because they have arrows in their back. Right. And you know, what he's basically saying is like the people that want to go their own way, not finding a path that already works for someone are going to have a lot of pain and may not ever get the destination. So I was like, okay, well, I need to get a course to to like a simple course to kind of let me know about this stuff. Mm. And so I did. Okay. I learned as much as I could out of that course yes. and then it wasn't enough. So then I got another course and I got mm. another mentor and I just kept learning and learning and learning okay. um, and implementing immediately after that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so as far as the product, man, my first process was, was, was a bad idea. Like it was just, it just didn't work because it wasn't based on the numbers. It wasn't based on data. It was just like, yeah, I feel like this product's going to do well. Yeah. And so, you know, um, as anything, you got to have your failures. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I I think that's a big thing when people are getting into business, they Mm. see something that they think is, they're like emotionally attached to it. They're like, this is it, this is going to work. And then not necessarily diving in on the numbers and actually doing market research and testing Mm. the product and, you know, getting feedback and all these different things. People get really excited by this concept in their mind. Um, And oftentimes that doesn't work. I mean, sometimes it definitely does. So you've had this product that didn't, go as well as you thought it would have when you obviously first reached out to the manufacturer and, and got it um, produced. Yeah. I'm sure you learned a lot from that, but what was your next kind of steps after that first product? Did you immediately go and look at a different product or what was your mindset? Well, I got into this thing, um, this cycle of like, well, and a lot of new business owners do this. They get married to the product or they get married to their business. Or they get married to their idea. So they don't right. pivot. Yes. Right. And so when you're starting a business, be okay to pivot. And I was stuck mm. in non pivot pivoting for like eight months. I was like, wow. I'm going to optimize this one product. Okay. And right. I chose products based on the same thinking of that mm. first product. Right. And so I was stuck for a while. Okay. Yeah. I was stuck for a while. Yeah. You were stuck for a while. Um, and I'm sure that would have been, you know, a big learning curve for you yeah. being, being in that, that place and you just want to make it work. What, what was the change that happened to allow you to actually get some products that started generating some revenue for you? What was that mindset shift or what made you change from what wasn't working to what actually started working? Yeah, great question, man. Um, I think, and, and we hear this all the time, but it's mm. so relevant as you start a business or get into marketing. It's, you know, 
if you have a theory, implement it immediately, get feedback and reiterate. Right. right. That, that, the, the quicker you can make that cycle, yes. the quicker your business will grow. Sure. You know what I mean? That's it right there. Um, and so I had finally just enough pain for me to be like, mm. oh yeah, you know, like I kept <laughs> reading, I kept, you know, obviously you see books behind me. I'm an avid yes. reader. Like I just love learning. So it's like the worst thing you can do as a business owner is sit with your own perspective, reach right. out to other people. These uh, authors are like my mentors, you know, I've yes. never met them, but it's their 15 years of life experience in like a 200 page book. You'd be insane not to read it. You'd be insane not to learn from it. Right? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. So you started learning and then actually implementing, you started looking at what was working within your business and looking at the numbers and taking on feedback and then making changes. How mm. long was it after, you know, that initial product run that you were trying to optimize? How long before you actually started seeing success on your next product? Immediately. Like Immediately. After launching like two weeks. Yeah. Wow. And this yeah. was a completely different product? Yeah, it was a completely different product. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and Amazing. because I used the numbers of the uh, of the platform and actually did my validation properly to be able to be like, oh, right, this works now. Right. right. Okay. So, so it was you'd say that the change that happened was you started looking at the platform and the numbers and did the validation upfront. Yeah, and realizing the quicker I do this, the quicker I move through this cycle that I spoke about. Right. Yes. Is uh, the quicker I can grow and just being like, okay, let's just do it quick. As opposed to over analysis, what's the 20% that's going to get me 80% of the result? That's good enough. Sure. You know, consistent, imperfect action is better than like infrequent, perfect action. If you yeah, will. perfect. Yeah. Okay, amazing. So now I'm sure that's an exciting time for you. You've got a product up on Amazon that's selling well. You know, you said within two weeks, you're seeing that quick shift, which is just amazing. At this point, you've got one product up on Amazon. Is that what the situation Now I've was? got three. I've okay, so you, at that point. Yeah. you had three up already. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And what happens from there? So you've got these three products that are up. How long was that happening for? You had those three products before, before you moved on to the next thing or whatever the next yeah, thing was for you. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So as I started figuring out this process, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I want to expand. Yes. And so what in the Amazon business uh, product, every, any product business, really, the biggest yeah. thing that's going to hold you back is capital. Right. right? So I was like, okay well, how do I generate more capital, mm. right? I could borrow or take a loan, but instead what I was like was, okay, well, I have a certain set of skills that now I know work. So I decided to create um, a consulting business, which helps Australian businesses expand globally on Amazon because I knew how to do that. They had the product that was already validated because they're selling in real stores. Yes. And so I started approaching those and then I created another revenue stream that would then feed my products business. Okay. Amazing. So, so at this point you've got your own products up on Amazon, you decide you want to scale and, and expand. So you're mm. approaching other businesses with unique, cool products that you wanted to help them actually grow their Amazon businesses, which they probably at the time didn't have. That's right. That's right. Was Amazon Australia here or were you helping Australian business owners get their product overseas? Like Amazon US? Australian business owners get them overseas now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Australian Amazon was here, but even now it's not a thing because right. just, we don't have enough population, right? Yes. And so it's like, well, can I get you guys this result? And I was 100% mm. confident I could. Yeah. And so that's just kind of how it went through. And then the agency, I guess, was built, the consulting right. agency. Okay. Yeah. And was this a completely done for you agency? Like, for example, were you yeah. going, it was done for you. You were going to the clients, you were taking their products, you were listing them, you were managing the listings, you were optimizing. Yeah. 
Perfect. So that sounds like running, a pretty good deal. Yeah. I mean, like for them, it was great. But mm. I, I went from running one business, which was my products business, <laughs> to running like six or seven product businesses, right? Like on Amazon, it was just <laughs> right. it was brutal. Yes. Like, like, yeah. So I didn't think that part through. Okay. I was just thinking about the capital, you know, what do I need? You know? Yeah, definitely. So the workload just massively increased. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like new levels, new devils, man. I mean, mm. you have to be like, okay, well, you know, I'd rather have the problem of too much work and capital yes. than not enough. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, how do I then optimize this? Mm. And so then it was the process of optimizing it um, and then deciding, well, what do I outsource? You know, what, what is, again, the 20% that's going to get me 80% of the results for them. Right. right? Same thing um, in their service delivery and communication. Yeah. yeah, perfect. So how did you optimize it? You've obviously got this challenge. You talked about outsourcing some of the work, but how, how did you deal with this massive workload that you had in front of you? I started creating uh, systems and standard systems. operating procedures for okay. myself and for my business. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, like what are the things that are going to help a listing succeed? Mm. You know what I mean? Like I had a rough idea, but I never systemized it because I was yes. just doing it for myself. But when you're doing it for somebody else, it has to be systemized. And that was a benefit. Uh, because right. it, eventually this process allowed me my third revenue stream, which I'll talk about. Mm. Uh, but, you know, like what makes a listing really profitable? You know, like how do I spike sales? You know, how do I promote? Uh, how do I market this particular product in this new niche? All these things. So creating those standard operating procedures and then delegating them. That yes. was uh, that was something that was needed. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's I think that's super powerful. I mean, oftentimes you see in businesses, the business owner is wearing all the hats they're doing the marketing, they're in Amazon, they're probably managing the products, they're listing the products, they're replying to customer reviews and customer service, packaging, shipping, like, you know, yeah. business owners do everything. They're the HR department, they do, the, they do everything. So how For did sure. you work out? I mean, and I think that's a great next step, which is to systemize like what you did and then start yeah. to look at how you can delegate the systems, how you can outsource the exact steps. How yeah, would you... How did you manage that process? Because obviously it's probably something that was new to you. How did you work out how to create the systems and then how did you outsource those systems or how did you delegate it or take the workload yeah, off yourself? For sure. I mean, the first thing was talking to mentors, talking to people that have done it before. Yes. Um, you know, worst thing you do is sit by your own perspective. Mm. But also your perspective has like nuggets and gems in there that if you listen to, you understand. Like if you're procrastinating on something, that in your business or doing it, that's very low on your values. That means you yeah. don't like doing it. That is a, that is telltale signs. Like, Hey, I need to optim, uh, I need to, uh, outsource this, but yes. for anything to be outsourced, it needs to be systemized. So yeah. kind of went from that process. I just asked myself, what do I love doing? And what do I absolutely avoid procrastinate or hate doing? Sure. It's like this small list of things that I love and this huge list of things that I didn't. Yeah. You know? And then I just went, Process by process, how can I systemize this? How can I get rid of it? I love yeah. that. I think that's so that's so cool if you can, as a business owner, do the things that you love day to day. I mean, that's why people get into business oftentimes. They want to do what they love doing. So I think that's really that's powerful of doing what you love and outsourcing the parts that you don't necessarily like as much. So that's, that's right, man. That's super cool. So what happens next? So you've started to systemize and outsource or delegate parts of this business. So you've got your own business at the time on Amazon and you've also got a second income stream, which is helping Australian businesses get onto Amazon overseas. That's right. That's right. Um, so 
at this stage, so we replaced uh, my wife's income, and then my goal was then to replace my income, which we did, thankfully. Wow. Um, and, and now we're definitely at a stage like five or six times that, which is great. Um, but, you know, strange thing is when I made that list for the, the agency or the consulting business, I realized there wasn't really much that I liked doing, and I really just disliked all of it, right? right. Uh, but I'd created systems for everything already, right? Yes. Like I, and so I like people, and I right. like creativity and I like education mm. and that's kind of where uh, the next thing was born which was you know Amazon made simple because I was working with business owners and it's a different thing working with business owners than individuals to help them take them on the same journey that I've gone through like replacing your income and having a life like based on whatever you want to do right like yeah. on your own terms and I really enjoyed that really right. enjoyed changing the paradigm um, in those people and so that's where that was born from Amazing. And what for anyone listening, what exactly is Amazon made simple? Yeah, for sure. So Amazon made simple is uh, an intense 10 week implementation based program where you go from zero experience to having a, a profitable product in Amazon in 10 weeks. It's mentorship. So it's not just a online uh, course, which I just feel like information is cheap. Implementation is king. Yes. So if I can get you the result, that's all that really matters. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So this is essentially a program, not just an online course. It's a step-by-step yeah. program that takes someone who's new. They may yeah. have a job. They might not have a job. They may have products already that they're selling. They may be starting from complete nothing and takes them to what? What do they get at the end of the 10 weeks? They have not only a profitable product in Amazon, but the mm. plan for the next two to three years of their Amazon business and products already listed out there. For them to grow to the same stage that I'm at. Because I think the thing that I really hated about courses, and I did quite a few, like yes. obviously to get to this stage, was that first it was just information and right. everyone's different. So implementation is going to be catered and, and different to each yes. person. But also they left with only half the information. They didn't tell me, okay, well, I've gone to this point. Well, mm. how do I, what's my next step? I want to obviously get to X point. And, yes. and so reverse engineering from the end goal. And so that's what it's all about. That's what the mentorship program's about. Wow. I'd be very interested to hear from you how you overcame those challenges that's presented in a traditional course. Because we yeah. see it all the time. You know, there's thousands of courses out there and you know, you see so many people going through them and they're not getting the results. How did you actually build your program so you can get your students results and they're not just yeah, going through sure. a course? I think the first thing was, and, and you know, the great thing is like, you do things in life, you don't realize how they're going to impact or benefit you as you move mm. on. I had a lot of experience, obviously, being a teacher. So I thought, okay, well, you know, all these courses are teaching in this way. And this is where most people are failing. Why? Because it's explained in this way. How yes. can I systemize this little process even more? How can mm. I make it um, more simple and remove the 80% of things that aren't relevant and give them the 20% that's going to give them the result? Right. Right. And so like I did the same thing that I did in every other of my businesses, but to the entire industry. Right. I was like, well, what can I create yes. and really get the result? And there's multiple touch points. It's not like, um, like you see me all the time. I'm going to be in the group. I'm like I'm on all the calls because I want to be. I love teaching. It's not like I'm not. And you see this and I'm sure you see this, Adam. People sell how to make money online courses to make to actually make money for them. Right. Yes. Right. And so the beautiful thing is that's not what I'm doing because mm. that's not the, my main way of making money, right? Yes. So I can be really picky with who I work with because yep. who you work with really dictates how your life is or how your day-to-day -day energy sure. levels. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love that. It really seems like you've got your lifestyle to a point where you're 
doing what you want to do, which is just amazing. Thanks. Yeah, it was a journey, but for sure. Yeah. So as someone who's been in Amazon for quite a long time now, you've, you know, you've seen so much, you've had your own products, you still have your own products. You've had a done for you model where you're helping other businesses. You're getting experience of all sorts of different industries. You're also now helping people launch their own products and be successful on Amazon. What is the opportunity of Amazon? Like, why is it so hot at the moment? Why should people get on Amazon? Why should they pursue a career like this? Yeah, no, really good question. I think, I think the first realization or the first question you need to, everyone needs to ask themselves is like, remove Amazon for a moment. What kind of life do you want to live? Mm. Right? Like what do you enjoy doing and what do you not like doing? Right. And if Amazon fits it, like it did for me, then yes. great. You know, like, you know, do I want to work from anywhere in the world? You know, do I want to, you know, have a four hour work week? Do mm. I, do I love, um, you know, digital marketing and if you do then maybe you know you can add that skill set to amazon or maybe you don't even need amazon maybe you like getting those customers right that's it really depends mm. but if you're interested in amazon the reason why now is the best time ever like literally the best time ever yes and your mind is going to be blown right this is how much amazon grew in 2019 it that's grew right. by 47 billion that's how 47 much it grew billion by. that's how much it grew by wow that's it, massive growth Oh, that's insane growth. Mm. And, and so let me tell you some numbers. It's going to blow your mind. So that, they grew by 47 billion last year. That's how much they grew by, right? Yeah. In the US, the penetration of e-commerce versus retail is only 16%, one wow. six. Yes. And it grew by 47 last year. Mm. Now from last year to April, 2020, the penetration went from 16% and then everyone was stuck at home mm. and were purchasing for the first time on Amazon on e-commerce yes. ever from 16% to 27, 11%. Wow. Months. That's huge. That's insane. Mm. So it's, there's like a gold rush in this space, like never before. And customers are smarter than ever before, which means you need to create genuine value and share genuine products and brands with them, which if that's what you're interested in, then Amazon is the best opportunity because there's more customers than ever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. How can individuals create this genuine value? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first thing is, well, you need to decide whether, you know, this product is, or this market is, is too competitive or not. Like if mm. you're just selling another mobile phone holder, you know, for your car or like a, another yoga mat, like yes. you're, you're missing the point, you know, this is just like, or you know, dropshippers sell trendy products. Like you would have seen those burrito blankets a while back, you know, or sure. spinners, yeah, example. I mean, you, they go through so many phases and you just get yeah. stop ads for those sort of things. That's right. But then they disappear. Like you never hear about them again. Right. So if you're selling on Amazon for long-term success, which is what my entire program is about is yes. creating genuine brands and products mm-hmm. that solve a genuine issue yes. for your customer. Actually, I'll give you a great example. If we've got time, I think it would help. Yeah. So, let's hear it. How do you create a solution for a business so, or, or for a customer? So when a customer has a problem, they will search on Amazon for the solution they think their problem is, right? Is their first order problem, which is, let's say I have a problem of I don't have anything to write in. That's okay. my first order problem, right? Yes. So my first order solution is, okay, I'm going to sell them a journal. Mm. Awesome. That's where most sellers stop. But what they don't realize is that each solution creates another problem. So there's a second order problem that that journal creates. The second order problem for that customer is that, well, okay, I've got a journal, but I don't have anything to write with. Right. Okay. Well, so what I'm going to create now is I'm actually going to 
add a beautiful fountain pen with this product. Yes. Awesome. That's the second order solution. Mm. But again, that product has created another problem, a third order problem. And that third order problem is, well, this is a beautiful fountain pen, but what if it finishes? What am I going to do? So I'm going to add a refill and explain right. to them how they can refill it. Yes. Now, when I'm selling this to a customer, they're now getting, they, they're, remember, they're only searching for the first order problem. But mm. the solution that they get is first order solution, second order solution, and third order solution. Yes. How do you think that customer is going to feel purchasing your product when their needs are taken care of before they knew they had it? Right. That's amazing. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess that's how you can start creating multiple products that work well with each other. A question I'd have around that though is how do you, let's say someone is searching for this journal. They want something to write in and they come across your journal and that's, that's great. You may have the best journal on the market and they even buy your journal. How do you then sell them the pen and the, the, the refills to go alongside it? So here's the thing. You don't sell them separately, mm. right? You, you don't. That, that is one offer, right? right. So instead of thinking about your products as individual items, you think about mm. them as offers. This okay. offer fully answers the, their first order solution and yes. second order third, like okay. that. So yeah. you're creating packages, essentially. You're creating offers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So sometimes it can be as simple as that, where there's lots mm. of different products. And other times it could be like, okay, well, nobody in the market is giving me multiple sizes of this product. So instead of it being a pack of three of the same size, well, I know people have different uses for things. So maybe it's going to mm. be a large, medium, and small, yes. right? And so the process you're going through is inductive thinking, not deductive thinking, mm. right? And most people think deductively. It's like, well... I need to store my water in something. I need to get a water bottle. That's a deductive thinking. Yes. Right? But inductive thinking starts from the solution and thinks, how many problems does this solve? Right? Or how many ways can I solve that problem? What are the ways I can actually store water? And yes. that opens doors in your mind, right? Now you think of canisters. Now you think of all these things. And that's mm. kind of the process, right? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I guess that's a completely different mindset when you're thinking about yeah. how to problems when you're thinking of problems yeah, so i think that's sure. that's a really powerful skill to learn so that's obviously something you're teaching that kind of mindset shift in your courses yeah for sure yeah. so i'm teaching the students exactly how to do that within their products business but it is something that could be applied in any business mm. so if you don't have a products business still think about it think about okay from the solution up as opposed to the problem down right deductive thinking is a straight line Yes. Inductive thinking is like an array. There's so right. much potential options. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'd be really interested to ask you, why would someone go on Amazon versus starting their own like e-commerce business? Like what are the main differences here? Yeah, for sure. So one of the benefits of Amazon sellers selling is that they get to, Amazon has the greatest trust of any e-commerce business in the entire planet. Like so much so that people actually give Amazon the key, literal keys to their home to drop their packages off inside their house. Right. And so they've built such a trust with the customer. When you launch on Amazon, that trust is then extended to you as a seller. Mm. Right. And because there's so much convenience and trust, there's droves and droves, like literally hundreds of millions of customers on Amazon. Right. While if you're on an e-commerce platform where you're creating your own e-commerce store, you now need to not only convince someone that one, your product's good, the second that you're trustworthy. And thirdly, that if they buy it from you, then their needs will be taken care of in the entire process. And fourthly, that it'll actually come to them. Right. But Amazon yes. solves all that. And so 
to get your business up and running and off the ground very quickly and starting to make sales, Amazon is the best platform for that if you want to get results quickly. Yeah, that makes so much sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, often there's a saying in marketing where it's go to where your customers are. Yeah. And it sounds like there's a great chance, especially overseas, outside of Australia, there's a great chance that your customers are going to be on Amazon. So why not go where they're searching already? Exactly. And, and I think the mistake that most new sellers make is they only stay on Amazon. Mm. No one's saying to just stay on Amazon. When you have people and they're, they're buying from you, well, then if you increase perceived value and exchange value for their contact information, which you do in marketing all the time, right. then guess what? Now you're building a list of buyers. So that when you're launching a new product, well, guess what? You have a list of buyers that will buy your first new product. So every new product you launch after this point has even less and less risk and more and more upside. And right. then if you want to create an e-commerce store, well, now you've built the trust as a seller, right? Yeah. So you do it at the same time. Yeah, that's the yeah. Way that, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I guess that's, again, almost a layer deeper to the traditional person that's on Amazon, you know, building yeah. that audience. And you hear this all the time in marketing again, which is there's some stats about it, but it's so much easier to sell to an existing customer than it is to get new customers. So building this audience, building this list is a great way, like you said, to secure the success of your next products. For sure. It's actually, it's what's called as creating a viral sales loop. It's, and it's, um, three times more likely that a customer that's purchased from you will buy from right. you again. There's so, the stats, like, yeah. Exactly, there's a stat. And I like, yeah. put another way, it's three times harder to sell to someone new. Yes. And Amazon sellers, most Amazon sellers, most sellers everywhere just focus on selling to new customers and they ignore their current customers or yes. ones that have already purchased from them. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Perfect. So I'd love to talk about this course that you have now or don't want to put the word course on it because it's, you know, more than just watch videos online and do the steps yourself. It's a, a guide. It's like a step-by-step, take your hand through the process kind of thing. What I'd love to hear a bit about is the journey that some of your clients go through from beginner to wherever you take them. Like what's, what's the process that they go on and where are they in the end? Like what sort of results do you get for your clients or really they get yeah. for themselves, but you, you know, without you, they wouldn't have that success. For sure. Great question, man. I mean, like results depend on the process of you implementing. Right. Mm. And so for all the students that, that have implemented, they're getting results. They're completely sold out of their, their first uh, batch of orders. Wow. Like with, well over 45, 50% net profits, right? Yes. Um, and they're launching, they're obviously reordering um, and then ordering products two, three, and four. Mm. So they're, they're in this process of, of mass expansion. Um, but I think the biggest thing with them and the results that they're getting, apart from the monetary value, which is like inbuilt, like I tell all the students, you're in here and be okay to say this, you're in this program because you want to make money. Right. Your result is to make money. Yes. And if you're not profitable from day one in your Amazon business, you're doing it wrong. Mm. Right. And so that's a huge focus. So I, as far as the, the results that they're getting, I mean, I'll tell you in three years because that's when I'm counting it as a success. Right. right? Like, sure, you've, you've completely sold out. You've got 10K a month sales, but your goal was, you know, 80K net profit. Yes. So when you're at 80K, then I'll celebrate. Mm. Right. And that's kind of the process, the way I look at it, because it's, it's all about long term. Yep. You could make you could make really quick money on Amazon or really quick money in anything. Mm. But if you can't replicate it, for years to come, then you haven't really replaced your income. You've, you know, I don't know, like had a firework and then you're back. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. How do you, 
ensure people get the results obviously they have to do the work if they're you know they're not showing up to the calls if they're not doing the work they wouldn't they're not going to be able to get results but if someone's following the process what do you have in place that ensures that they're getting these results yeah great question man so obviously the first thing is getting a great product so that's Mm. like finding blue ocean products and we go through the entire process i gave you a little taste of that with the uh you know order of um like problem and solution yeah that's step one a step mm. two is like creating that viral sales loop. So you have a list of buyers, which is okay. also an asset. And then you're, of course, reducing the risk for every new product you launch because you have people buying immediately, yes. uh, which is better for ranking and all these things. Sure. And the third thing is automation. So this program mm. goes to, well, I don't want to create another job for myself, which is, again, something I did. I created <laughs> yes. another job for myself. So a lot of these things are born out of things I didn't like and I didn't yeah. want other people to go through. Yes. And so day one automation Mm. is massive. So like we go through, okay, well, these are the standard operating procedures you need to put within your business. These are the standards of your business. This is how you maintain and grow. This is what you outsource. This is how you get a VA. Uh, You know, this is how you analyze what it is you're doing day to day and outsource the things you don't like. Literally that entire process. Yeah. So you actually have a lifestyle business like through this program, you'll know exactly what to do. And it's not halfway and left, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I was actually wondering, I was going to ask you how you manage, you know, essentially three different things. So your own Amazon products, are you still doing a done for you model? Or is that just transition now into the like done with you? Well, I kind of fired a few clients because I didn't like them, to be honest. I was like, I didn't didn't like this at all. So Mm. I'm very like bespoke at the moment. If I like the product, I like the person, it's still running. Yes. Uh, but okay, yeah, my perfect. focus is, yeah. Okay. So, you, so, so you've got your own products up. You're doing it for other people as well, as long yeah. as you like them. And yeah. then, and then you've also got this training process where you're holding people's hand through every single step of the way and ensuring that they get the success. Yeah. So you've got a ton on your plate. And I was going to ask you, like, how do you manage this all? But in your last answer, you were talking about automation. So yeah. is it, it's, it's obviously the automation that you've set up and yeah. For sure, for yeah. sure. And I think, and, and you could probably, you've probably met a lot of business owners like this. Mm. They, they wear every hat right? and they've worn it for so long. They don't believe anybody else could wear that hat one better than them or even mm. as good as them. And yes. they get stuck with that. And then they'll only ever be able to grow to a certain point. Right. But if you have a goal beyond that point, you need to be able to let go and understand that you have your area of genius and other people have other areas of genius and get them in your business to help you. Right. Yes. There's a multiplying effect there. And so you're empowered and you're happy. Like it's 8.30 here almost. I've been mm. working since like 7 a.m. and I'm full right. of energy. Right. What yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, that's amazing. I, uh, like that automation side is just so important and so crucial. And it's so good to hear that that's something you're teaching as well. And I yeah, think one of the sure. things that differentiates you from, you know, the other players that are in a similar space to you is you've got the track record. You've done it for yourself. You've had the experience of doing it for others. And now you're showing people the keys to the kingdom. You've sh- you're showing them exactly what's behind the curtain and giving them the exact same steps which I think is just so, you know, if you're going to find someone to show you how to do it, if you're going to find a mentor, you want to find someone who's done it before and someone who's still doing it. So I think that's just a testament to your skill set and a massive reason why people should follow you as opposed to others who are just selling an Amazon course because anyone can put up an Amazon course, but how many people can have the Amazon business and the Amazon course and have them both running successfully? So I think that's amazing. 
Thank you, man. Thank you. I'd love to ask you because you initially got onto Amazon and that's really a case where you're putting in a lot of work, but Amazon is bringing the customers to you in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so much you have to do to ensure that those customers that Amazon is bringing to you, you're able to close them and, and actually make sales online. But yeah. I'm sure that's a different skill set to actually going out and getting real life customers that oh, aren't yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. So I'd, yeah, I'd love, yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear about that journey and that process of how you're actually able to get clients in real life, especially for this mentoring and training. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's way harder um, than going to a marketplace that has your customers for sure. And it was, sure. It, was a, it was a lot of skills that I need to learn. I think the very first thing was like, you've got like layers, right? So the first thing is like uh, your awareness, like people mm -hmm. need to know you exist, which is really hard because uh, if, unless you're in the habit of doing that, you know, that's not something that you would do. And within awareness, mm -hmm. you have like, what's your messaging? You know, who is the type of person you're actually targeting? And I used to look at these avatar worksheets and kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, that's very specific. That's not true. Mm. But you know, the more and more I'm in this business, it's like, wow, it is so exactly specific. It's, and it makes such a difference actually doing that work, right? Yes. Cause then you know exactly how to message and write to that person. Um, and so after awareness, it's like, okay, well then it's offer creation. Mm -hmm. I had experience with products, but it's like, well, this is, this is an info product. So yeah. it's, it's different. Yes. Right. And so, Oh, there's a lot of, like, I did a lot of like one-on-one -on -one students for a while. You know, I think, I think a lot of people like the idea of starting a business and automating it immediately, but you mm. need to do it yourself first and then automate Yeah. Uh, because then you don't know what to automate and mm. what you enjoy. Yes. And so through that process, it was just a huge iterative process. Like I'm reiterating even the mentorship program again, and I'm going to, I've scheduled again at the start of August to do it again. I go through each of the videos every time and, and almost re-record the whole thing. Right. Because I just want it to be better and better and better and better. Yes. Right. Um, because, you know, as students go through, it's like, oh, I, this doesn't make sense. Or mm. they're asking a lot of questions about this topic. So it's like, oh, how do I do that? Yes. But uh, going back to marketing. Yeah. The biggest thing was like, how do I message myself? How do I position myself? Mm. And how do I get in front of these people? And yeah. so I use Facebook. Facebook organic marketing was my biggest draw in the very beginning. Okay. And people don't realize how powerful that is. Yeah. So what exactly is Facebook organic marketing? What were some of the things you were doing to attract organic customers at the start? Which I think, by the way, for anyone listening to this, there's so much attention on ads, Facebook ads, Google yeah. ads, YouTube ads, just start to have an idea and run ads to it. But I think it's so important and so crucial that you actually have customers from the beginning that aren't coming from ads. You need to know how to, firstly, you need to know how to get customers, but beyond knowing how to get customers without spending money to get customers, you need a proof of concept. You need to know yeah. that because it's new, you're bringing something new to the market. You need to know that people actually want what you're selling. Cause you know, at the start of this interview, we talked about, business owners get so emotional and so attached to their ideas. They think that they're the greatest thing that's the world needs this and, and businesses create, they, they open their doors and they expect customers to come to them, which very rarely yeah. happens. Um, but you know, oftentimes they don't have that proof of concept. They don't know that their offer is the right offer. So that organic side is just crucial to validate, just even just to validate your business, you know, and before you even spend money on ads. So how were 100%. you attracting customers organically on Facebook? What was your strategy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, firstly, you you hit the nail on the head right there, right? Because my programs changed like it's up to its fifth iteration of like mm. what the actual service is or fifth offer. 
And so I can guarantee what you think first off before running doing organic, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be the correct one for right. sure. There's mm. no one hits it straight off the park because you just haven't spoken to your customer. And so how did I go about it? I decided, okay, well, I don't really post on Facebook very much. And even if I did, I'm actually gonna use my Facebook profile as my business profile. Right. And so I knew that for the industry that I was entering in, a personal brand was super essential. People needed to know I walked the walk and I talked the talk and I knew my stuff. So I actually reached out to a, um, uh, a mentor about yes. Facebook um, organic marketing. His name is like Ali Samaha and he does okay. like magnetic marketing method. I like highly recommend it for anyone who wants to go Facebook organic marketing because it really changed the entire trajectory of my business because he knew all the things, the 20% that took 80% of the results right. for organic Facebook marketing to validate as quick and essentially as possible. Like all yes. the messaging matrix, you know, the offers, like how to get them from your Facebook profile to your messenger box, mm. uh, to a phone call to sell right. them. Okay. Like all those processes. Yeah. Right. So um, you're, you're essentially using your Facebook profile as a business profile. Yeah. You're putting out, is it, is it just like a posting strategy? Like you're, you're, uploading images and articles and text and videos or whatever you're uploading, maybe testimonials, all that sort of stuff. And the objective is to get people to message you or comment. Is that like the general gist where you're uploading? Sort stuff? of. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. So like there's things like mission posts, there's like value, uh, like comment for value posts. Mm. If you're building out your program already, you can yeah. start giving that stuff away, right? Yes. Like give away your best stuff because mm. information is cheap. It's about implementation. So right. it's like, you know, who wants X or Y? And you get all these people who've just been lurking are like, mm. oh, this is a free thing. Sweet. Yes. And they're like, awesome. You know, is it okay if I PM you? And mm. now they're in your message. Like, right. awesome. Just, just before I send you this, I want to ask you a few questions if that's okay. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. And you'd be like, okay, awesome. That sounds great. You, they respond. Mm -hmm. And then you could say, uh, you could say, look, I can give you this resource, but it's only going to be part of the problem that you're trying to solve. Would you be open to a 10 minute call? And then mm. boom, now it's sales calls. And then, right. There you go. And then that's yeah. how you do it. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's great. And, and that's, like I said, like that's an amazing place to start. Um, so you've started with this organic Facebook method, yeah. which sounds like it worked quite well for you. And for sure. I have you on Facebook. I see you even still making these kind of posts and it's always good to see. And I always see people commenting and engaging and liking mm -hmm. what you're doing. So it's continued to work for you. What are some other ways that you have been able to scale beyond the organic Facebook stuff which is yeah, still, still sure. a lead generation machine for you i'm sure yeah for sure we've now gone into paid because we were very clear now on exactly what our messaging was who are, is our exact perfect customer mm. what it is we want to give them and you know how we can get them through this because it's not at your own pace program it's like this is the pace run yes. with me you yeah sure I mean? yeah um, so we use youtube ads mm. and youtube ads have been really good uh because um and you know, here's an interesting thing with YouTube ads that people don't talk about. When people have like, like a VSL or a video sales letter, um, they're running it from Facebook. Mm. But in Facebook, you're not in viewing mode, you're in looking mode, you're in reading mode. Right. And then they click on the ad and then they go to a VSL where now it's viewing mode, but they, it wasn't native to them. They weren't sure. looking for that, Yes. right? And, but on YouTube, people are looking. So when they click on the ad to click on a, uh, a VSL to continue watching, well, mm. guess what? The watch through rate is insane. Right. Because they're in that mode already and mm. they're really open to your message. Yes. Um, so yeah, YouTube ads is, is great, but definitely we're going to be expanding into Facebook ads very soon, mm. which, should, which should be good. 
Yeah, awesome. That's super powerful and also very unique because when people think of online advertising, one of the first places they think of is Facebook. You mm. know, people that are in, I guess, they've been around for longer, they might think of Google ads. But like these days, like the big buzzword is around Facebook ads. So it's super unique yeah. that you're going off YouTube. And I think that logic that you're talking about about each person when they're on a different platform, they have a different mentality. You know, you go to a different app or a different social network for a different experience. So I think mm -hmm. by aligning your ex the experience of your ads to the experience of where the user's at, I think that's, that's super powerful. And I think also because there is so much buzz around Facebook, I think YouTube is largely untapped. And some of the targeting you're doing on YouTube, it can be so specific or so you know, you can find your customers on YouTube and there's so yeah. much, it's not even just like you're getting an annoying message at the start of a video. You know, you want to see something else. There's so much targeting and retargeting that you can do on YouTube mm. that makes it so powerful. So I think it's a great place for a lot of businesses. For sure. And I think yeah. the interesting thing here is like, if everyone is zigging, zag. If everyone is talking mm. about Facebook or YouTube, when everyone's right. talking about YouTube, there's so many other platforms out there sure. and nobody has gone through the effort of optimizing it for every, every business opportunity. You can yes. be the first. Yeah. Right? And like, that's big. That's very big. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's really important and really powerful. You know, if everyone's on Facebook, that's where the most competition is going to be. That's where the prices are going to be the highest. That's where, you know, there's going to be 10 companies, 20 companies, a hundred companies going after the same person you're going after. So I think that mindset, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure that, you know, that sort of strategy where you're, you know, differentiating yourself is something you teach in your courses around finding products that are different from oh, other sure. products. So it just shows yeah. you that this Amazon process can be applied to so many different areas of business and, and, and probably even life. So I'd love, sure, there's one question which we ask everyone on this podcast and that question is what's the one thing that you've done consistently that's got you to where you are today reading learning reading learning that's it like if you go through my audible like for me sitting down and reading is a hard mm. thing i just don't have the time so yes. i listen to um, audiobooks yeah like this is probably only like one tenth of all the books that i've listened to but i sure. get the ones that i really need physical and, I, and mm. I'll, I'll i'll um outline them i think the, the thing that I've done most consistently, mm. and if this is an actionable step, is use every moment that you have free towards that direction. If you know you want to get good at business, you're in a car. And Jim Rohn said that's like a, like a mobile university, right. right? Yes. You know, why wouldn't you? Like, mm. why are you listening to like the top hits? You can just listen to this and learn at the same time. Right. You know, when I'm walking down to the shops, guess what? My headphones are in. Literally, when I was driving to the retreat the other day to see, yeah. guess what I was listening to? You know? Yes. Um, always constantly amazing so. yeah that's that's super powerful and that's a really good insight into what's actually allowed you to achieve the levels of success that you've had in your life which is amazing you're really someone who's designed and created your own lifestyle that you want to live which i think is very you know not many people get to that point so fantastic like great to have you on and great to learn for you, from you thank you for coming on there's been such sure. great information in here it's like honestly amazing. And it's also really important to be learning from someone who's actually done it before and who's still currently doing it. So you've definitely got that unique element to, you know, what you're teaching, you practice what you preach. And I think it's funny that you got a um, teaching degree and now you're, you know, you're pursuing the teaching just from yeah. a different angle. Different For sure. Angle. You know, 
Yeah, for sure, man. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. I think it's great. Uh, not many people ask me these questions, so it's always great to share. Um, and you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're watching this and Amazon seems interesting for you, provided mm. that you've decided firstly, what kind of life you want to create, that's the big thing. And yes. if Amazon seems to fit that. Then if you want to get in touch, just add me on Facebook. I'm going back to posting. So you're going to see me there. I'm going to be live there and Perfect. just reach out. Cause I think, uh, the worst thing is when you hear about these stories of success stories or whatever the case might be, they just don't seem real. Yeah. They don't seem like real people. And, yeah. and this is why what you're doing here is great. You know? Uh, yeah, definitely. So definitely. You. I want to, I want to direct people to what you're doing. Where can people find out about you and find out about your courses and your programs? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, straight away, go, go and add me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll be sharing some links with Adam so that he can put it under this podcast or wherever so that you can go straight and understand, you know, what it is that the program involves. Yeah. Perfect. And what's, what's your program called? If someone wants to just Google it right now. Yeah, for sure. So it's called Amazon made simple, uh, mm -hmm. slingshot program. Perfect. Perfect. If you're thinking about exploring this space, if you're looking to change what you're doing now, if you're looking to create an additional income stream, if you're looking to create a, you know, lifestyle business where you're living life on your terms, Raf is an expert. He's done it before. He's shown many people how to do it. He's got a proven system. It's a no brainer. Check out Raf and his programs. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. Thank you so much.